Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't want to scare anyone. But I'm going to give it to you straight about Jason. His body was never recovered from the lake after he drowned. And if you listen to the old timers in town, they'll tell you he's still out there. Some sort of demented creature. Surviving in the wilderness. Full grown by now. Stalking. Stealing what he needs. Living off wild animals and vegetation. Some folks claim they've even seen him. Right in this area. The girl who survived that night at Camp Blood, that... Friday the 13th. She claimed she saw him. She disappeared two months later. Vanished. Blood was everywhere. No one knows what happened to her. Legend has it that Jason saw his mother beheaded that night. And he took his revenge. A revenge that he'll continue to seek if anyone ever enters his wilderness again. gentlemen welcome to the chris and chris show i'm chris with a crystal exit mm. oh fuck i always forget to do this i'm chris with a uh camp k <laughs> no wait <laughs> <laughs> i do have one for you yeah go on uh, uh terry kaiser who plays dr cruz in part seven there you go nice. with a terry kaiser kit <laughs> nice. weekend at bernie's <laughs> <laughs> weekend at chris and chris's <laughs> Uh, so yeah, this week it's uh, as the, today you're listening to this show. If you're listening, to the day goes up. It's Friday the thirteenth. Friday the thirteenth. We're doing a double goddamn bill of part four, the final chapter, and part seven, the new blood. Haven't we like planned to do this forever, like a Friday the thirteenth special? But like whenever it comes round, yeah. Every, <laughs> every time we like gets like the day before, like th- like Thursday, and we're like. Oh, it's day next time. Because <laughs> we're just fucking lazy, basically. <laughs> so the planets have aligned. Yeah. It is happening. And we're recording this on a Monday, so it'll definitely go on a Friday. Yeah. We're giving ourselves yeah. plenty of time. <laughs> well planned this time. Yeah. So yeah, we're going over final chapter and uh, the new blood. I don't think there's anything to get to before we uh, get to the movies. No, no, no not really. No, nothing, nothing fizzing in the world of news, really. No. The movie does. No. Um, I did watch, uh, off the back of the last show, mm. I did watch uh, Nice Guys. Did you enjoy it? I did indeed. Good. It was really good. 
Yeah, classic. Uh, Russell Crowe just being like minting and stuff. Yeah, it's very fucking hard ass and stuff. Yeah, I just I like the. I like the turnaround. Like you would kind of expect Russell Crowe's character to be a fuck up in a way. Yeah, but it's not as he really. Like I don't know. Yeah, it's like the roles are reversed. Instead of the the old guy who's like the washed up cop who's got a drinking problem, it's kind of the other way around. The young guy mm. is the one with the drinking problem and stuff, and the old guy is the really capable one who's running rings around the new guy. So I like the way it slowly introduces that he's a fuck up. I mean, I know he's kind of like got some comedic bits at the start, but like you kind of as it goes on, you're like he's an alcoholic. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not really established straight away. Yeah. You know, an hour and ten minutes into film, you're like, yeah, he's a proper alcoholic. Yeah, like one of those, like, functioning alcoholics. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of cool that, like, you they never, you know that Russell Crowe's got some sort of, like, tragic backstory. Yeah. But they never go into it. No, no, they don't. Apart from just, he, he hints that... He, he, the, the the thing that happened in the diner was like the first time you'd felt useful mm-hmm. in it, like yeah, or something. Yeah. That's like it hints again at the like the tragedy of his backstory and mm. stuff. Yeah. And I mean, they do leave it open for a possible mm-hmm. sequel, and it's cool they didn't just blow the load with the first movie. You know, there's still avenues that can go down with the sequel. Yeah, I, I totally just I don't know. I had like, I mean, it's a bad comparison, but I got like a total lethal weapon vibe from it. Well, so Shane Black, it's kind of feel like yeah, just very different characters, obviously, mm. but. Yes. And like I was saying before the show, I watched uh, Hunt for the World of People and bloody loved it. It was a great movie. Yeah, you can't go wrong. Uh, definitely, uh, I, I can't recommend both of the films enough, really. Mm, good Seen stuff, it. yeah. Yes. So let's get cracking with some Jason Voorhees action. Mm. Start with the final chapter. Ironically titled. <laughs> <laughs> the film that was going to end it all, but they thought, nah, fuck it, let's keep uh, going. Uh, let's keep going. Thank God it didn't, though, I must say. Yeah. I mean, not to jump ahead, but what a shitty way to end the franchise. Really? <laughs> that had, yeah, I think so. I just, I don't know. I think if, if it was going to be the final, final film, they probably could have done something way bigger than they did, mm. I guess. I just mean that the very, I mean, not, I, I'm not knocking the quality of the film. Hmm. I'm talking about like you know. Can't the say fuck well. No, 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 no. I'm daft. <laughs> <you're dead>, <laughs> I'm fucking shit. I'm a short man. Stupid. <laughs> no, I just mean like the way like I don't know. I want a nuclear bomb to hit him or something. <laughs> you know, like that's the way I want Jason to go out. Something really big. But we're going to the end, but I think I think it's more of a because of the films that followed it mm. that it seems smaller. Yeah, because they did go more over the top and bigger and grander as it went on, because they kind of had to, I suppose. Yeah, like one up and ship. And stuff. Mm. But that's what I was going to start with. Uh, like, it seems hard to believe that the film was genuinely supposed to be the final one. Like, it's funny looking back now that they thought four films was taking the piss. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? Yeah. So, like, come on, How, come on, four now. Let's let's finalize it. Let's close this chapter. And I think, like, if the next one will be the thirteenth. I think. Yeah, that's good. they've got to be a big deal out of that, right? Surely. Yeah, hopefully. That's a thing. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the film was directed by Joseph Zito, who a few years earlier had made the slasher cult favorite, The Prowler, along with Tom Savini handling the effects, and he'd go on to make some movies with yeah, your hero Chuck Norris. Yes. And <laughs> Tom Flanagan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking of Tom Savini, uh, he'd been absent from the series since the original, and he returned this time to kill off his creation. I remember what comic book documentary it is, but. Tom Savini said some rich shitty things about Friday the 30th Phantoms. Yeah. Not shitty, he just, he had a point. 
he was saying like if you're a fan of the films after the first part you're an idiot or something because Jason doesn't exist mm. and I was like fair point but you don't have to say it like that yeah it's a bit like shitty to the fans mm. I don't know like you know he made his his name on films like this Savini so mm. a bit cheeky the writer of the original kind of says the same thing because you know it was supposed to be just a, a, you know a bluff scare ending in the first one there was no yeah. Jason he was dead yeah. And then all of a sudden he's a bloke in the second one. So kind of, yeah. It it's one of those weird classic things, isn't it? I, I love the Friday the 13th for that, because, like, you know, it's kind of like the whole Rambo thing and stuff. Like, mm. in the eyes of, like, the mainstream, it always gets so, like, mixed up and people don't realise that, like, the character Jason isn't in the first one. And, yeah. So it's kind of interesting for that, really. Mm. Released April 13th, 1984, bringing in $33 million on a $2.5 million budget. Uh, these films didn't cost a lot, as you'd expect. Mm. Paramount were like, there you go, fucking you want. <laughs> There's some chips. Let's get on with it. Chips for you. Uh, the film stars Corey Feldman, Kimberly Beck, Joan Freeman, Crispin Glover, Lawrence Morrison, Judy Aronson, and veteran stuntman Ted White as Jason. What is the story this time, sir? Well, a mother and her two bands move out to Camp Crystal Lake to get away from their shady lives. Little did they know that a proper massacre has just happened at Crystal Lake. A proper one? A proper one. <laughs> now, despite all the killings, like, a day ago, it's now peaceful on the lake, until a, a new bunch of teens, apparently not asked by the recent bloodbath, <laughs> decide to holiday there. It's not long before Jason rises from the dead for pretty much no reason at all, and gans through all the teens like a macro meat in a pasty. <laughs> Like a Mackham eating a pasty. <laughs> very, uh, very local joke there. For uh, anyone. Just a bit. Apologies <laughs> to the Mackhams. <laughs> well, you know, it's insulting. No, not really. <laughs> they like the pasties. They do like the pasties. Just like we like with fucking studies. <laughs> I treated her right. That's what's driving me so crazy. I mean, first I would call her and she would take my calls, but she would have something that she'd have to do. And then she wouldn't even take my calls. I mean, can you figure that? What the fuck happened? Let me put it in the old computer. No, I'm serious about this. The computer don't lie. Now. Let's see. What? It says... It says you're a dead fuck. What? A dead fuck? A lousy lay. You know? A dead fuck. Oh, I see. Oh, don't hold it back for me, Doc. I can take it. Give it to me straight. I did not say it. The computer did. Yeah, well, there is no computer. Aha! And there's no Betty, either. Uh, yeah, we'll begin with an awesome uh, recap of parts one to three. Yeah, you got to love a, a recap. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that there's, like, there's a lot of... It's, I, like, I picked these films kind of... Not randomly. I mean, Seven used to be my favourite when I was younger. Now, this is my favourite, but the two films do have a lot of similarities, which we'll get to at the end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we begin with an awesome recap, ending with the uh, wonderfully over-the-top exploding credits. <laughs> yeah. And just the noises and stuff. One of the notes I put here was like, some of the noises I'm sure are lifted straight out of Thundercats. <laughs> what, well. the, the, like, harpoon noise as it comes yeah. And then a fucking big fiery explosion. So I think, like, that's so Thundercats. It is, but... Yeah. But, yeah, you, you can't be, like, just over the top, like, start of the, the credit thing, mm. like... 
they should definitely keep doing that with like Friday the Thirteenth movies. Think of like a more over the top way to start the like title. That's great stuff. Uh, we'll essentially begin right as part three ended, like the night of part three's ending, uh, with the crime scene at Chris's family cabin. You get that great steady cam shot through the um, through the location, showing all the bodies being taken away, and then it goes to Jason in the barn. It's a nice bit of continuity. I like it when I love it when yeah. sequels start directly after the last one. Yeah, yeah, it's fascinating. That now, there's not not a huge amount of films that sort of do the sequels. Mm. It's weird because obviously technically this film's like Friday the fourteenth, fifteenth, and sixteenth. Yeah, it's all <laughs> over. Like two, three, and four are all set over a weekend, pretty much. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like obviously there's like the new Star Wars film. I think is going to do that. Mm. Um, but historically, yeah, not many films are just like boom straight away where it last left. Not off. many, as far as like big series that go past like like two. You don't really find a series where like a lot of them take place directly after each other. Yeah, yeah. Like so, I said with this one, two, three, and four are all pretty much a one film, pretty much if you want to look at it that way. And I think I don't know. Sometimes films end like Die Hard and stuff, right? And like you know, the cops are there, and I don't know. There's a weird part of me sometimes wants to see what happens directly like, after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For some reason, like I think maybe the film. I don't know. It could have been more interesting if they just really dug into the aftermath and mm. stuff. But you know, I guess it didn't want to do that. Just wanted to kickstart it off again. Yeah. More killings. <laughs> uh, so Jason's taken to the morgue. You get that awesome creepy shot of just everyone leaving. And leaving like the location in darkness, and then goes into the jump scare with him coming through the doors. I was like that. Yeah, but that's get the shit out of people at the time. <laughs> it stays on that dark shot way too long, like in a good way though. Yeah, uh, we get a brief shot of the girl crying in the hospital with her parents, mm. and I always thought this would have been a nice bit of continuity. Just stick a blue jumper on the girl, and it was it could have been Chris from Part Three. I don't know why yeah. they didn't do that. Like, who the fuck's that? <laughs> Is it just supposed yeah. to be someone not connected? It, it they should have connected it to Part Three. Yeah, I, I don't know if, like, maybe the director... Because I know I read that, like, he didn't want to do a catch-up... A sort of a, a catch-up with what had just happened. Like, he was kind of opposed to that. Yeah. Um. So I don't know whether... Maybe they just didn't bother watching too much of the film and didn't really care enough to... Yeah, really. uh, like, sadly, you know what I mean? Like, mm. if, if he was begrudging to put, like, a, a catch-up at the start of his film, maybe he, like, didn't want to continue the continuity of the last film. Yeah, something just, twatty like that. This would have been a nice touch. I don't know. No, definitely, yeah, it should have been, yeah. I think when I first saw the film, I thought that's who it was supposed to be. Like, whenever I remembered it, I would remember someone in a blue jumper. <laughs> and then every time I watch yeah. it again, I'm like, no, it's not, man. Make it up yourself. <laughs> just putting it two, two and two together. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll meet Axel. And he's a uh, nurse girlfriend. Yeah, it's the the wonderful duo uh, showing off their acting skills and mm-hmm. also writing as well. A fantastic writing, I'm sure. You, dialogue, yeah. you just know that like somebody came up with with the line, "Fucking Axel, you are the Super Bowl of self abuse." <laughs> yeah. You you know they came up with that line and thought. I am going to force that line into the film, no matter what. <laughs> you imagine someone just had that line on a piece of paper and wrote the script round it. Because, <laughs> like, it doesn't even make any sense. He Isn't he, like, asking her for sex or something at that point? Mm-hmm. And then she's like, Axel, you are the Super Bowl of self-abuse. And mm-hmm. it's like, what does that even mean? It's like, like, it's like that line where she says, she says, where are you going? And she says, where am I going? I'm going crazy. Yeah. The line the work would have worked better would have been, yeah. I'm going out of my mind. Yeah. That makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. It's almost like somebody else made the first scene or something. Yeah. I always forget what he's from, though. Is it one of the police academies? I always think it's either Police Academy or Revenge of the Nerds, but I think it's Police Academy. Like oh, one of the know. early Police Academies. I've always seen it on telly and going, who the fuck is he? I know him from something. I was like, it's the guy from Friday the 13th. It's, uh, do I have it on my screen? Bruce Mailer. Mm. It's called. Yeah, you're right. It is Police Academy. Yeah. Police Academy, yeah. 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 
I don't know who he played though, like. De- Doug. Doug Fackler, whoever that one is. Don't remember his character. Classic yeah. Academy name. <laughs> um, but straight away, I mean, we'll get like a huge contrast between this and part three mm. with like just how much more fucking violent it is with Axel getting his fucking head yeah. sawn off and twisted around and the nurse killing. It's probably like, I know it's not graphic, but mm. it's probably the most like fucking vicious kill in the entire series. Yeah, because it's one of them kills, isn't it? Where firstly, it's kind of unnecessary. Yeah, in a way. You know, and, and you know what I mean? In a way, like, she's not that much of a twat. She's not like she's not to be a twat. <laughs> no, but I don't know. Like I always think killings like this, like later on when there's the hitchhiker, I kind of think they're like okay. second, like killings that are outside. Like I, I accept all the teens getting killed. I always think when like extras that are around the main story get killed, I think ah, you should calm cool. down a bit. Like your need But yeah, just pins her up against the wall and flares her pretty much. Like yeah. I wouldn't. I always wonder if that went on a bit longer. Mm. There's never been anything said about, but it just looks like you know. There's not one of the because I've I've not got the Blu-ray, but there's shitloads of stuff in the Blu-ray, isn't there? Like extended gore scenes or something. Well, there's like I've never I've never seen any extended gore from that, but there's like an outtake on Crystal Lake Memories of her like when they're obviously shooting the bit with her feet kicking. Yeah, and it pans up, and she's got like a blood tube, and she's like laughing and stuff, but she's got like a big tube coming out of her dress. Mm. So I imagine there was like probably going to be a shot of her feet and loads of blood coming down. Yeah, but that's yeah. that. That's probably it. I imagine. I doubt they did yeah. a whole fucking. He just eviscerates. Them. <laughs> yeah, it's like fucking anthropophagus. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this film obviously I think stands as like one of the more gorier additions to the series. Really, it's, it's definitely the darkest one. Yeah, mm. like nasty and more nudity and everything in this film as well. It's quite a bit of nudity. Yeah, hey, we'll meet the Jarvis family now. You got Tommy played by Feldman, his sister Trish played by Kimberly Beck, and their mother played. Well, you never find out her name. Just Mrs. Jarvis. Played by John mm. Freeman. Oh, and uh, Gordon the dog. Good old Gordon. Good old Gordon. Who may or may not die. It's not really clear. Is it? I can't remember. Fuck I, 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 I still don't know whether he just escaped or committed suicide. <laughs> <laughs> Which we'll get to later on. A slasher movie with dog suicide. <laughs> yeah. uh, over the road, a uh, group of teens rent the house for a weekend for a weekend of uh, drinking, dancing, and probably chlamydia. Yeah. Bearing in mind, a massacre has literally just happened. <laughs> That's literally the next thing in my mind. <laughs> it's like one of the flaws of this movie. I mean, if you want it to be snobby, which you probably shouldn't with these movies. No, but you know, you've, but, got, to, you've uh, got to fucking think of some parts you've got to go like, hold up a sec. I mean, it was like only two <laughs> days ago. You'd think they would be like, oh, you know that place we're going on holiday? Right? Like fucking 20 people have just been massacred there. Do you still want to go? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay, fuck it, let's go. It's not like anything bad can happen from it. They got the killer, didn't they? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Then they get there and go, oh, his body's missing from the hospital. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Wouldn't you, like, instantly pack up? Yeah, <laughs> <pretty> <laughs> uh, we got Jim and Teddy, uh, sort of the comic duo of the group. Uh, you got Paul and Samantha, were a couple. You got Sarah and the Donny Osmond lookalike bloke, Doug. They were a potential couple. And you got some twins that come later, Tina and Terry. Mm. And you get the hit- uh, hitchhiker death now. And um, to add a bit more continuity, I like to imagine she's a friend of the hippies from part three and she's trying to get to the, she's hitchhiking. She's on the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see now. Why not? Yeah, definitely. Pretty brutal, the death. With a banana yeah. in that. <laughs> yeah. I always think, I don't know, it weirds me out when people die while they're eating. <laughs> Something weird about that. And yeah, getting stabbed through the throat while you're eating. Double weird. It's a bit gross, eh? But yeah, it's good. Again, not overly gory, I guess. Mm. Uh, it's like visually they do like you know when she's squeezing the banana and stuff yeah 
That's kind of nice. Yeah, it could have been way gorier. Couldn't it? It's not even that much blood, really. But yeah, obviously, like, isn't she credited as like fat girl or something? <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably. Like, nice. Straight yeah, to the point. <laughs> PC back then. Credits. At night, Tommy perps on Sam getting naked. I would do the exact same thing. Yeah, I love his reactions where he's like. I don't know, it's almost like he can't process what to do, so he's just jumping up and down and hitting himself in the head. Yeah, that's what I would have done. <laughs> I still do that now. <laughs> uh, I do love a bit of Judy Aronson. I always liked her from Weird Science when I was a kid. Mm, yeah. And uh, one of those women who's hotter now. <laughs> Gets better with age. Mm. My sister Sandra was just a really great kid. But the man that killed your sister is dead. He's alive. Look, Jason is a child, right? Artist's conception of Jason is described by a would-be victim, right? And then, the murders. But he's dead. Jason's body has disappeared from the morgue. Skinny dip and see now, innit? That's what's next on my notes. And if you've got anything I've missed between then. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, we should probably drop in, obviously, at this point. I think that, obviously, Crispin Glover. Good old crispy pancakes. And, like, you can totally see in this film, like, probably how he landed the Back to the Future role, if he hadn't already landed it at this point. He's just, he's socially awkward as fuck, even in this film. I think, to be uh, honest, that's just Crispin Glover. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Like, so, I don't know, like, if he had already auditioned for Back to the Future by this point, or, or maybe somebody saw his performance in this film and thought he would be perfect for like the character we've got in mind because yeah. you know like the character in Back to the Future is like socially awkward mm. and weird stuff, yeah so. it wouldn't surprise us it would have probably yeah. been directly after this that they started like not long after this came out that they started shooting Back to the Future so yeah definitely because I think that obviously this was probably filmed primarily like 83 or whatever uh, yeah um, I think it was early 84 something like that yeah well I know um, the the, the um, Feldman Corey Feldman he's playing a, an Atari 5200 mm. And that would probably would have been eighty three. Hmm. Like that's when it was the most popular, the fifty two hundred. Yeah. Not to get all geeky on you, but the next Atari basically came out in eighty four. Yeah. Quite after that. So. Yeah, actually, yeah, it probably would have been early, uh, late eighty three because it came out April eighty four, and I know that they edited it really quickly. Mm. Like these like, films just out. churned out. Yeah. So. Yeah. The like, year apart. So when was the last one? It pretty much came out like the year before or something, didn't it? Eighty two. Three came. Was it eighty two? Yeah. It's mad, isn't it, when these films just get churned out? Yeah. I think Feldman had already done Gremlins at this point because he says in the uh, Crystal Memories that they came out literally in the, like weeks apart from each other in the same summer. So mad! What a yeah! What a year for him! I know. Yeah, and the next year, the fucking Goonies. Mm. But yeah, the skinny dipping scenes next day. Uh, I, I made note first tits. You got to note down the first titty so the movie. Twenty-seven minutes and fifty-seven seconds. For <laughs> <laughs> you pervs out there, time to <laughs> skip straight to that point. Mm. You get some man-ass for the ladies. You do? Yeah, bit boss, mm. bit boss. Uh, Tommy and Trish meet Rob now, who says he's hunting bear, but he's actually the brother of Sandra from part two. I love that he's like, I don't know, why? wouldn't you just say, like, oh, I'm, I'm hunting, I'm just hunting deer or something? I don't know, maybe it's the right season, I guess. But hunting bear? Yeah. That's, that's a bit of a stretch, Even Tommy, like a ten-year-old's like, fucking bullshit. <laughs> yeah, so that's, who hunts bears? Mm. Don't you need, like, a few people to hunt a bear, yeah. surely? But yeah, originally I think obviously he was supposed to be like a tracker guy. Like he, apparently he was supposed to have like loads of gadgets and shit. Yeah, yeah. Could, like hunt Jason. <laughs> but like <laughs> apparently all the props look really shit. So they're like, nah, let's just forget that. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, it kind of doesn't let you know until like well later in the film mm. what he's all about. Really, do. Mm. And considering it's only been two days since part two happened, or something. So. Yeah. 
That's another yeah. plot hole that they point out in the documentary. And I was like, yeah, it's kind of true. <laughs> like, he's just saying, fuck, I'm going to hunt Jason down. It's like, where do you get all this information from in two days? <laughs> <laughs> just the best researcher ever. But still, not nowhere near as fucking horrible as the guy in uh, Jason Goes to Hell. Yeah, they just fucking pulled out their arse. Like the creating Duke bounty hunter who's like, I've been hunting Jason for 25 years. I'm like, hey, no, you haven't. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> like, all of a sudden, you show up now. Yeah, like, why, where were you all this time? Yeah. Like, when all the killings were going just on. Just hanging about in the woods, taking notes as he's murdering, like, fucking millions of teens. <laughs> Tommy wants to show Rob something in his room. He entered, uh, you know, it's Tommy's first when he enters his room, like, he's fucking royal up himself. <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> like, ah, oh, look at all me shit. I'm so dumb. <laughs> Yeah. Apparently, he's named after Tom Savini, which seems pretty obvious. Mm, yeah, well, I was going to say, yeah, like this is kind of like all just Tom Savini stuff in it, really, in the bedroom. Yeah, yes, he's like Tom Savini living vicariously through the character. <laughs> kind of, yeah. I am going to kill him. I said that I wanted to talk to you for a second. Not now, dead fuck. That's what I wanted to talk to you about. I do believe this guy. I mean, I had She was mine. Well, you know what I suggest you do about that, um, Teddy? I think you should run that through your little computer. It's a uh, party time at the Jean's house now. Some fucking awesome dancing from Crispin Glover. Yeah, apparently that's, like, only slightly exaggerated. Like, that's kind of how he dances mm. anyway. Yeah, so, that's, that's, I think all their reactions are pretty genuine. You know, <laughs> just what he did. There's a great bit on the... Um, I was just going through the bonus interviews, like four hours worth of extra stuff on that. <laughs> documentary yeah. and they say like just they're just going a bit how odd crispin glover was and that and they're going about oh, i want to rehearse today and we'll come we'll go over this scene and crispin glover said oh, i don't know if i can i'm in a i'm in a rain mood today <laughs> <laughs> they were like oh, fair enough <laughs> yeah he has a great energy though doesn't he oh i, I love crispin glover just he, just it just seems like he'd be really fucking not difficult but like odd to work with at all. Yeah, and you know what? Probably, and that, that's because you know obviously the guy's well known uh, to to like many people, but he's, I wouldn't say he's enjoyed a massive career or anything. And I wonder if that's like stopped him from leading like from landing like proper leading roles and stuff. Mm. You know that that is a bit like unusual and, and like weird to work. It's not going to help your career, is it? If you're a bit <laughs> to work with, yeah. word's going to yeah. get around after a while. So I said he is well loved in that, but you know he's, he's not exactly a household name. I would say, like to many people. Yeah, the main thing he's always going to be known for is by the future. Yeah, yeah. In the mainstream, anyway. Uh, poor Teddy is rejected over and over again. Poor sod. I like Teddy. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like the uh, the running gag, obviously, in the film, isn't it? That like he thinks he's like a proper ladies' man. So he's stuff. a bit of a schmuck. <laughs> <laughs> he never really gets it, and then gets like killed. Bless him before he even gets any action. Mm. I don't. I don't think. Or oh, does he get one kiss off a girl? I can't remember. Um, I don't think he does. Does he? I don't think so. No. Don't no. get any. I mean, at least with uh, Crispin Glover, like he, he gets off before he gets off. So. True. True. <laughs> <laughs> I do love the moment where um, obviously he keeps calling him a dead fuck throughout the whole. Yeah. Throughout the whole film, which apparently all that stuff was ad lib between them two, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I just love that bit when they're in the kitchen and he puts his hand down his pants and stuff and he's doing the thing with his hand. Mm. He comes in and sees it and he just goes, he thinks that's funny, that thing he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, like, I don't know, he's, he's, like, kind of relatable, Crispin Glover, the way he plays it. Like, yeah. he's not over the top in a twat. Like, he is, like, disgruntled and annoyed at how shitty people are being around him and yeah, stuff. And... pretty natural, isn't it? Considering how he is in real life, you wouldn't expect from that performance that he's, like, dead awkward, like, odd in mm. real life. He plays it really well. 
I think that's where this film stands out from the rest of the series, really. Mm. There is some effort made to, like, make the characters somewhat likeable. Well, I think this is the most likeable bunch in the entire series, yeah. pretty much. So, like, when people do die, you are kind of like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It works way better, that, than, like, some of the other films where, it, like, if you have, like, a marathon of these movies, it, it really shows in some films that you just don't give a fuck about some of the characters. Yeah, that's pretty much part seven for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get on that in a bit. Yeah. Uh, Sam goes for a swim because her boyfriend, Paul, is being a giant fanny rat with one of the twins. Like, what a dick. Yeah. He does act like a massive dick. He kind of deserves the harpoon in the dick hole later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, she doesn't, oh, bless her. Although... Yeah. She doesn't deserve it, but I'm, I question the, the wisdom of going swimming out on a lake at night. I always think I would never do that. No, no. I wouldn't go swimming a fucking lake anyway. <laughs> yeah, fuck knows what's in there and I'm stuff. Kind of yeah. parasites crawl up you and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh, but yeah, Sam's death now. And of course, you know, everyone knows that she had, didn't have the most fun time. Yeah, sh- 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 like that whole scene with her out in the lake, I think that kind of kicked off the whole um, thingy, what's it called, Ted White? Ted White uh, yeah. yeah, like hating the director and stuff. Mm. It's just like, it's. I can see what Joseph Zito was, you know, because they fucking, they made these films quick and they had to get them done, but fucking hell, man, it was like fucking freezing cold, she was naked. Mm. Like she wasn't in like it's it mainly during the special effects because she was like vertical in the boat with like a fake torso. Yeah. So she just she probably had a wetsuit, but it's still gonna be absolutely fin. She ended up with fucking hypothermia. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. pretty mad. Like, yeah, and like said, Ted White was like dead opposed to it, and he he wanted her to come out of the water, but he, the director wouldn't let it. And mm. I think like this kicked off that whole like event kicked off him saying like the director's a piece of shit pretty much and I don't stuff. think he said a piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> probably not let's <laughs> um, not put words in his mouth <laughs> <laughs> yeah I suppose um, but you know he like he, he was pretty disgruntled yeah I think it soured him on him a bit after that I mean they did get her out but she went straight back in once she got warmed up which kind of yeah. defeats the purpose poor bugger yeah uh, but it's a pretty grim death I mean you know yeah starting for again while you're naked in a dinghy and just left left her there as bait mm. And then Paul goes out because he feels a bit guilty. At least he turns around, you know, eventually. It's a bit late yeah. now, dickhead, just dead. And then yes, he gets a harpoon right in the dick hole in one of the most painful deaths in the entire series. Mm, definitely, yeah. Especially the fact that, you know, he lifts him up and then fires the harpoon. <laughs> <laughs> he likes a bit of harpoon action around this time, didn't he, Jason? Yeah, so, well, you know, he's a creature of the lake. Harpoon and that seems like a sensible connection, I what guess. If it's the same harpoon. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe he went, just carries it around. Just like, oh, oh, I don't know, I'll go for a look for that hot <laughs> <laughs> Toddled off in the night and found it. <laughs> uh, Rob hears uh, Paul scream and goes to investigate with his machete, but uh, he hears a movement near his tent and then finds his gun smashed. And I don't know why. I never bought that Jason did that. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like, wouldn't Jason just wait and then, like, punch, his, punch a hole in his head or something? Yeah, why, why would he be like, oh, you got to get a fucking shooter? Like, he didn't know who he is. It just seems yeah. weird that... I never even used to think that it was supposed to be Jason. Yeah, I, I just think, like, it's, yeah, like, his his story arc, it's kind of like it be, like, I think it was supposed to be more apparent in the movie that he was tracking and things, and I just think they never fully, like, sketched out his character very well, and mm. they never, you know what I mean? Like, they didn't try enough, so if there's, there's a few things that happen with his character that kind of doesn't really go anywhere. And really, you could remove his character completely yeah. from this film and it, it wouldn't hurt us at all. Right, yeah. I mean, they do that storyline in the remake and it kind of works better in the remake. Yeah. 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 Um, Terry leaves now. 
on her own because Jim and Tina are running like polecats. So she, <laughs> she goes home and uh, you get that great silhouette death with the lightning, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was going to say that. Yeah, really nice uh, use of lightning stuff. Mm. And like, you know, just a time before like modern movies and stuff like it, it's it, it it looks like an easy shot by today's standards but it's mm. such a cool shot that worked so well yeah, yeah. It, nowadays you just cgi it and you wouldn't think twice about it and it's like as, as harsh as this film can be it does have a few moments where it does restrain itself mm. like that for example is one of the most yeah. memorable kills in the film and there's no blood whatsoever yeah definitely yeah. Uh, sarah casually informs doug that she, uh, she fancies a portion so the head of sticks <laughs> <laughs> bless her I like the Sarah character. She's quite sweet. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Doug and his Donny Osmond fucking hair and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Jarvis turns home from a run and it's implied that she's killed, but we'll never say it, but a bit more on that later. Mm. Yeah, because that is weird, that like, that mm. bit, yeah. Trish and Tommy return home, find an empty house. Trish goes to look for the mum and finds Rob's tent, who almost lobs the heat off with a bloody machete, the daft fidgety sod that he is. Yeah, he's not taking any chances, like, he's like, oh, is that Jason back in my tent? Yeah, just Jason sitting in his tent, chilling out, eating his supplies <laughs> and stuff. I'll fucking machete him. <laughs> uh, proud of his shagging ability and no longer feeling like a dead fuck, Jim attempts to open a bottle of wine, can't find the corkscrew, so Jason gives it back to him, right in his fucking hand, and then a cleaver right in the gish. I would say this is probably the most brutal kill. It is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and to be honest, it's probably another time. There's another time later on where censorship probably helped the scene. And imagine if this went on any longer, it wouldn't seem as brutal. Yeah, because like, this is one of the scenes that well, that was cut down. Uh, just by tired, yeah. 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 yeah, there's like there's more like streaming blood. Mm. But it works better that it's just like bang and it, that's it, all you say. Yeah, definitely, yeah. It's, and it's just cause, like, the, because the character... Does kind of go, you go on a journey with the character a little bit? Mm -hmm, yeah. So like when he does die, you're just like fuck. <laughs> and when it's when he first reduced, you're like, oh, I feel bad for him. He's just been dumped and stuff, and mm. he's mega horny and that. He's <laughs> got fucking killer moves. And it's Crispin Glover yeah, anyway. Exactly. So. <laughs> uh, Tina's pulled through the upstairs window by Jason, resulting in a fucking awesome stunt under a car with the windows blown out, which is amazing. Yeah, like a highlight of the movie. Mm -hmm. Just the 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 slow motion of her, like flying through the rain, lightning in the background and stuff. It's yep. just like fuck, man. That could be like a poster. Yeah, right there. <laughs> you could put literally the film's title and have that as like the mm -hmm. front cover of the box or something. It's an awesome moment. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. things like that, like the lightning death and stuff like that, that like people who hate these films just don't take into consideration that there's some fucking great stuff in these movies yeah. he just took that bit and made someone look at it it's just from a filmmaking point of view they'd be like wow that's really well done mm. but because of the stigma well not so much now but back in the 80s that like the Friday the 13th movies had and stuff Roger Ebert being like these are gonna be the downfall of society I'm like calm the fuck down will you? <laughs> Jesus Christ the films that would come fucking hell yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> fucking tame. Yeah. Rob explains to Trish what he's doing there. He's looking for his sister and all that jazz. And this is like terrific. Trish says Jason's dead. Rob says his body's missing from the hospital, man. Trish says it was stolen. Rob says it wasn't. And two people from the hospital are also missing. Now, the next mm. logical thing I would think I'd say would be, well, they probably stole the body. Yeah. And then Rob yeah. goes home. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> he's like, oh, fuck, I didn't think of that. All right, see you later. I'm going to get We'll get some steamy shower sex. Sarah and Doug. We do, we do, but, but and then you think, oh, is this going to be a psycho nerd? Like two in the shower. <laughs> yeah, but it never happens. No. I'm, I'm pleased that it didn't. No, it's too we, obvious. We'll get a better bit later. <laughs> yeah. uh, meanwhile, Teddy's getting stoned and watching nudie loops he found earlier, and apparently he actually got stoned for this because he, yeah, was, trip, he yeah. was young and he said, I'm going to do some method acting. And but didn't he, like, <laughs> he, he couldn't pretty much perform at all because <laughs> yeah. he was stoned. He got bonged, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> he said he's like he said I'm like a terrible stoner because I get really paranoid, and he's like I couldn't process what the director was saying. I was just freaking out the whole time. It's mad when stuff like that happens. There's like a very similar thing that trivia for a you know in Jaws. Uh, the the Robert Shaw bit when he gives the big speech oh, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Well, he he was. I mean, he he had a problem with alcohol anyway. Uh-huh. Because they're all drinking and stuff in the 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 scene. He was like knocking them back drinking. Yeah. And like the first time they did that scene, he was just too drunk apparently. And <laughs> he, he delivered the scene, but they couldn't use any of it because he was like slurring <laughs> his words. <laughs> like, hey, hey, fucking sharks and that. <laughs> He's totally paralytic apparently. So the the next day that they like redo it again. Mm. Sort of so yeah, method acting, it's, hmm, so it's sometimes not worth it. But not really with substances. <laughs> nah, nah, because it just substance. fucking impairs you and then you can't remember the lines and yeah, stuff. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Who is it, Polly? Polly? Hey, Polly, is that you? Hey, Polly, whoops. Dropped my bar of soap, old buddy. Lucky it in here with me, old pal. And here we get uh, one of my favorite bits from Doug getting his fucking head crushed in the shower. <laughs> just a pretty straightforward death. Mm. Just like, fuck, I'm just going to crush your head. Yeah. It's pretty nasty, like, isn't it? Yeah, and, and this is, again, another scene that was properly cut. Yeah. Because uh, it's like, I've seen the footage before where, like, his face is, like, imploding. <laughs> it's just flat, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, there is, like, loads of outtakes and, like, of extra gore stuff. And if they wanted to, like I was saying, like, I don't think this was on the show, but, like, last time we were talking, if they wanted to, they could easily do a extended edition of this film. Yeah, because from, uh, from what I remember, it's pretty nice quality. Yeah, it's all in good all nick, the- yeah. It? Yeah, it's, it's like proper, like a master of it and stuff. So yeah, they yeah, the, the, the transfer it all in like HD for the Blu-ray and that. If, if they want to do, they could go back and re-edit the whole film and put all this stuff back in. It's just, I mean, we we're talking about this before we started recording, but this is the problem with fucking some studios. They just don't give a shit enough about the franchises they've got, especially Paramount. Yeah, to like actually put some love into these things. Paramount's essential, like basic fucking opinion of these films was basically what we always say, like our fucking dad impression, just fuck stupid. Yeah. But it makes money. Anna, it's fucking stupid. Yeah, it's so weird. Don't you think they'd be like, mm, well, it has made us shitloads of money. Maybe we should like really give it some love. Mm. No, they were always semi embarrassed by it. Yeah, yeah. like one of the fucking top grossing films of the year was always a Friday the Thirteenth movie. They would be like, <laughs> <laughs> just because of the bad press it got, it gave them a bad name and stuff. I think. Yeah. Well, you know, definitely, like. In American stuff, you know, like in the Bible Belt and stuff, a film like this would fucking never go over, would it? Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> um, Sarah gets uh, an axe through the door in a nice little uh, moment. It always looks really brutal, like the bitch fucking explodes through the door. <laughs> right in her chest, yeah. right between the two days. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's a cracking yeah. shot, isn't he? Didn't even know she was there. <laughs> yeah, I wonder, like, did he know he was... Like, he was like, I'm going to fucking bust this door open, through the axe, heard a scream and a thump. And was like, fucking hell! Jamie! Rob and Trish head to the teen's house with Gordon, who, as we were saying earlier, this is one of those things with fans for years. What the fuck? Does the dog just run away in terror? Yeah. But he jumps out of the second floor, so does he commit suicide? <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of like, I think Jason was supposed to throw the dog through the window. You think? For- 
I think, but but it wasn't filmed very well, and maybe they had a shit dog dummy, and they ended up just using a shot of the dog jumping through the window or something. So but, weird. Yeah, it's because it, it kind of looks like Jason's going to kill the dog mm. initially, and then it just cuts to the scene of it like gracefully jumping through the glass, and you're like, what was that? What happened there? There should have been a scene where like Jason's hiding in a room, and the dog comes in, and Jason's just going, fuck off, fuck off. <laughs> Of course, if this film had been made by, like, Verhoeven or something, Jason would have, like, pulled the dog's head off. Would have raped the dog. (laughs) (laughs) I suppose you've got to be thankful that the dog didn't just talk, because, I don't know, you know, like, people watch films, and you get teens getting corkscrews in hands and fucking knives in faces and that, and you're like, (laughs) when it happens. But as soon as, like, a dog gets kicked, you're like, like, whoa, calm down. (laughs) Too much trust the line. <laughs> Even like in Gremlins, and the like, the dog gets like hung up. Yeah. It's like, oh, fuck, too much that. <laughs> oh, <stupid>. <laughs> <laughs> um, over the road, Toby finds the Jason news, news clippings in Rob's bag, and an idea forms in his head so, for some reason. Um, then we get Rob versus Jason in the basement with the brilliant line, "He's killing me." Ah, <laughs> uh, he's killing me. <laughs> it goes all fucking like Shakespeare or something. Like, hark now, thou hast killed me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's describing the film for the blind. <laughs> yes. As much as I love this film, that moment may be one of the worst in the entire series. Who the fuck shout that one? Does he do the same thing when he's eating a shagging? Well, I think I think it was based on something that really happened. I, I read trivia that, like, I don't know if it's a director or, the, or whoever wrote this, they had seen a news story where somebody had been mugged and stabbed. Mm. He, he was shouting out for help, and like the way he was shouting out for help was he was shouting help, help. Uh, he's killing me. The, this person who wrote it or directed it, I don't know, but they read the news story and were like, ah. Oh. And it's one of them like prime examples that it doesn't work. Just probably. yeah, just because you think it's a good idea, you shouldn't just fucking stick with it. <laughs> like it's like anyone should have watched that scene and gone, nah. Kind of makes him look like a pussy. <laughs> it just it just sounds weird. Yeah, definitely. Totally out of place. It's a weird discrepancy, though, because on Crystal Lake Memories, the actor says it's something he just said in the moment of doing the scene. Mm. But at the same time, it shows a page of the script with saying, yeah. Rob, he's killing me, he's killing me. And I'm like, well, I don't know. Yeah, you don't know what I believe, do you? Like, trivia. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, what I did write in my notes at this point was, like, uh, Rob gets stabbed up in the basement after what seems like 20 minutes of nothing happening. Mm. Because there is a bit of a chunk here, like, between, like, the dog jumping out of the window and Rob getting it, where, like, it kind of, like, slows down a little bit, like, they lose it for a bit. It does a little bit, but they have just spent, like, the last 15 minutes killing everybody off. So <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> They're like, ah, breathe. <laughs> yeah, back at uh, the Jarvis household, Trish heads back home. Uh, Jason chucks Rob's corpse through the window. He's fucking signature movie loves to do. I love, though, yeah, I love how they're, like, Oh, quick, get some nails, and they're like hammering the door shut. But then he just takes out the entire window. <laughs> they're like, oh, aye. <laughs> like fuck, <laughs> what a waste of time. And then Jason smashes through the other window and grabs Tommy, which, as we all know, genuinely scared the fuck out of Corey Feldman. You can totally see it on his face as well. Yeah, yeah, and like as uh, I think the trivia, whether it's believed to be believed or not, but yeah. Uh, Ted uh, White was pissed, kind of pissed off with the film and pissed off with, like, how bratty um, Feldman had been, apparently. Yeah, he goes into it in the documentary. He just yeah. says he was a spoiled little kid. He kind of got on his way. <laughs> Which Corey Feldman allegedly always, like, defends that it was because of the way he was being treated by the director or something. Mm. And that's why he was being bratty. <laughs> so he, oh, maybe, he's, yeah. 
He's always defended himself for that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think Ted Wright said, like, he was, because he was being a brat, he thought, right, I'm going to fucking scare this kid out of his wits. <laughs> and, like, really lunge at him. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they fight him off with a claw hammer, and then you get one of my favourite moments, uh, Jason bursting through the door looking badass. Again, box art like moment or Total something iconic moment yeah yeah just like such a great like he, he just probably bursts through the door the door explodes like <laughs> nothing to him yeah. which is kind of what you want to see really you yeah. just want to see jason just smashing through fucking walls yeah. and stuff I just love, as soon as he comes in he just chucks the hammer at trisha's head like a raj <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he hasn't got time for fucking walking and shit now he's just he's he's like only got 20 minutes to wrap the film up yeah. so just <laughs> like hit me with a fucking hammer <laughs> uh, he chases them upstairs and gets a TV to the head mm, it's, a, it's funny how much abuse Jason gets actually he does he gets a bit chinned the 10 minute scene <laughs> it's pretty scary though that bit where it's just cause it's all just like lit really bright and just them yeah. when they landed him in the middle just like who the fuck should I kill first <laughs> yeah. it's like <laughs> and he, but he chases Trish back across the road um she takes piss out, uh, takes piss, takes a page out of Gordon's book and jumps out the window. Uh, another really cool scene as mm. well, another good stunt, like really slow motion. It's like, kind of makes us think of like Hong Kong movies, mm. where they do like this really like awesome moment where they concentrate on one stunt. Yeah. And there's like a slow motion fall and, and it's, there's no cuts or edits or shaky camera. Yeah, just so you can see every detail, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, I do like Kirsten's reaction now. He looks out the window and he's like, oh. Yeah, it's a, then, he oh, sees, well. then he sees her move and go, oh, no, she's not. Tell me. <laughs> uh, Tommy starts shaving his head. Yeah. You put, like I said, he formulates his fairly... A bit of a gamble, I must say, this plan. Fucking bit, aye. Like, he could have just turned round and went, what? And just macheted you. <laughs> and then uh, Trish returns home, and I love the shot of, like, out the door going, Tommy, man, you were supposed to leave, and Jason just sneaking up behind her and just swings the machete at him, and he's like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. And he gets his fucking ha- sliced down the middle of his hand, which is gross. Yeah. Always makes us wince. Nasty, like, yeah, injuries, like, anything like that, where it's, you know, stabbings and that, I guess we're kind of, we're accustomed to in films. Mm. But, yeah, getting fingers and shit cut off kind of always freaks people out still. Yeah. yeah. I think about Jason, that, like, his looks a bit different in this film, where they've gave him, like, big fucking horrible black fingernails as well. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of getting more towards zombie Jason, I guess. At a little bit, yeah. yeah. And he takes a machete to the chest, and then he, but he just dives on it. And this is like one of the only times, like, bar the fucking stupid rape flashback in part three, mm. that we just get to see Jason, like, fucking scrappily, like, just madly attacking someone. Mm. It makes him a bit scarier. Yeah, because, like, what's he going to do? Like, is he just going to grab her and crush her to death? Mm. So, yeah, probably. <laughs> then, of course, Tommy comes down, distracts him by pretending to be him as a child, which confuses Jason. Mm. It's a bit weird, that. I've never really... It's kind, of, kind of like a dog's reaction, isn't it? Mm. He kind of, like, looks and tilts his head and stuff. I mean, I like that. I'm just, I just not sure about the whole, like, hey, I'm you. <laughs> it's just a bit weird. I don't know. I've never really liked that bit. Yeah, no, I mean, either. It, it's, the fact that it, like, happens really quickly and stuff, mm. kind of, like, it feels crammed in. There's <laughs> a nice gross bit, though, where you can see, like, drool coming out of Jason's mask and shit. Mm. Yeah, yeah, the, the unmasked Jason's pretty cool. The unmasked Jason's awesome, yeah. Is this, does he, does he get unmasked in the last film? He does, right? Does yeah, yeah right, yeah, right at the yeah. end, yeah. I just think, like, I guess that's kind of, like, a cool thing. Like, there's always a moment at some point where he gets unmasked mm. in, in Jason films. Same, <laughs> yeah, you know, that, like, in part three, he looks totally different to this one. In this one, they were trying to make him look more like 
an adult version of the flashback in part, well, the, mm. the dream sequence in part one, whereas in three, he doesn't look anything like this, really, which is, you know. I suppose there's not much consistency there with how Jason looks under the mask. Yeah, not really. <laughs> uh, but he gets his mask knocked off, and then he gets a machete to the side of the head, falls onto the handle, which severs his head even more. And this, I remember this used to be completely missing in the old video version over here. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit much like, in it? Because like, it kind of saws his head in half, <laughs> yeah. kind of, really. It's pretty gross. <laughs> it is, it's pretty intense, the effect. And when I first saw the uncut version, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's properly, like, slapped you in the face. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, Tommy notices uh, his fingers twitch, so he just chops him to shit. He, got, he just can't raj on him, basically. Raj on him. He's like, die! Die! Mm. I love that the sounds kind of like unsynced from the picture as well. Yeah, as it slows down, yeah. It kind of makes it, I don't know, like creepier and stuff. Oh, yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, but here's a scene where we would have not found out what happened to the mother, but um, there was like a dream sequence here where she finds her dead mother in the bath the next morning mm. and the mother's eyes open and they're all white. It's really fucking freaky, actually. Then mm. Jason appears behind them, slashes down, and that's where she would have woke up in the hospital, I imagine, but they cut it uh, out for some reason. Just Pearson, I guess. I probably. guess, yeah. Yeah, because sometimes, like, because it's not worse. When the bad guy dies, sometimes you want the film to just wrap. Yeah, sometimes, yeah, that, there's some points where, like, right, that's, like, yeah. you've got five more minutes at the most and but, then end it, yeah. Well, I think, I'll have to, what else can I be noting on the set for Seven, but Seven kind of has that where it kind of goes on a little bit too long, I seem to remember. Yeah, I think fucking Seven's got one of those endings where they're like, quick, we're right on money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder, or was it something else? I was watching another... I'm sure it's one of the Jason films where like, there's a bit like afterwards where you're like, yeah, come on, get on with it. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it does wrap it up quite nicely. Yeah, we'll, yeah. Get, we'll go to the hospital and uh, Trish and Tommy hug, but Tommy stares at the audience, letting us know he's fucking crackers. Yeah, and like, I suppose, like, obviously, in terms of like it being the final Jason movie, like at the time, mm. uh, I think the way, like, the death of Jason for me, it wouldn't have sat happily. I guess, mm. like I would, I don't know. I wouldn't want Jason to die in a more final way. I see what you mean. Yeah. Um, but I do kind of like the the fact that, like, my interpretation, which is, I think there's many people's interpretation, is that like Tommy's going to grow up to just be another Jason. Yeah. Like you know, it just gets carried on, sort of thing. The whole Jason thing, and so like, although they're saying it's the final chapter because Jason's dead. Mm. Uh, you know, is there going to be a sequel? Because, oh, Tommy's crazy. Yeah, you could look and at it, it two ways. Either they're always int- intended to do, maybe do another one, because I think they talk about that, that, like, that was their intention to say that, like, oh, well, maybe if they do another one, then Tommy could be the new killer of the series, which I think was going to be their intention, then eventually they were like, nah, it's not a good idea. Mm. Or was it just them, you know, going like, yeah, it's the last one, but just in case. <laughs> mm. You know what I mean? Leave it open just ever so slightly for another one. <laughs> you've, you've got it, Russ. It's the horror thing, isn't it? Yeah. The twitch of the finger, the open of the eye. Mm. You know, every, every horror film pretty much ends with it. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much any, well, most slasher films anyway. There's always some sort of nod. Yeah. The sequel. Um, yeah, I think it would have been, I don't know, it's fascinating, an alternate universe, if they had done Tommy as the next Jason. Mm. I mean, I suppose it would have been weird. Would they call him Jason? Would he be Tommy in the next film? <laughs> I don't know, because it's like, with like five tries to do that, where it tries to convince you that that's what's happening. Yeah. And then even the ending of five goes down that route of like right in the next one Tommy's going to be the killer but then they just yeah. obviously went nah because everyone hated part five so <laughs> yeah. in the next yeah. one they just conveniently forget like basically look at the fucking um, recap for seven yeah not one scene from part five is in there they just totally <laughs> yeah. they just totally forget that ever fucking happened unfortunately because I like part five 
I suppose, though, it, it is like a danger of these movies, like slasher films and stuff. Sometimes the main character, like, kind of consumes the franchise. You just can't get away from the imagery. Yeah. You know, like, people are so familiar with, like, the Jason mask mm. and, you know, the, the boiler suit or what have you that, like, you just can't really do anything else. Mm. You know, which is good and bad, but imagine, like, if they're like, oh, well, let's not have them wear the Jason mask in this film. You know, that wouldn't be acceptable mm. anymore. And, like, oh, well, instead of having a machete, we'll give them something else. No, that wouldn't be acceptable. So the kind, I don't know, yeah, the they trouble do, these people. get stuck, yeah. You're stuck here. And it's the same with the Freddy movies, you know, like, yeah, they can do, they can come up with different ways to kill people in that, but really, story-wise, what else can you do? Because people just fucking want to see Freddy run around with a glove and he straight be jumping and killing people at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. So you are kind of stuck, really. Yeah. Saying that, though, I, I do think genuinely that uh, part four is probably my favourite. Yeah, it's my favourite, yeah. Just because, as I said earlier, like, the, the inclusion of the family kind of gives it a more grounded feel. Mm. Like rather than it just being like teens arriving and getting picked off one by one, there's kind of more going on with this one. Yeah, true. And you, you, you kind of like feel the danger a bit more, mm. and they just make efforts to make some of the characters more likable. Yeah, I think it's the most likable bunch of the whole series, pretty much. Yeah, like definitely. this and maybe part two as well have a good cast of um, teens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's definitely my favorite. I love how dark it is. Like compared to especially three, which always I know it's still violent three, but it just because of the way it's shot, like with the, obviously being three D, it looks a lot brighter. Yeah, than, yeah. than this one, like this both like cinematography wise and just general tone, it's just dark as fuck. Mm. Um, it's the last time we get to see you know like quote unquote classic Jason before he was a fucking zombie and all that stuff. Yeah, starts going a bit more over the top. Mm. Unfortunately, and when I think Jason, I think this Jason, like Ted White's Jason. Yeah, which is ironic because you know I guess there are other people that played uh, Jason, one in particular, mm. who's probably more synonymous, I guess, with the Jason. Character. Oh yeah, don't get us wrong. I like Kane Hodges Jason. He came to the series when it was going downhill. You know. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I agree. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think this like this iteration of Jason for me as well is probably like the sweet spot <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. of the character. Yeah, it's funny like because like this is kind of the end of a trilogy in a way. Like two, three, and four are its own little trilogy being set over a weekend, yeah. and then yeah. this starts the next trilogy. Like four, five, and six are all about Tommy Jarvis. Not many film series do that. Does really like overlapping yeah. trilogies basically? Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> interesting. Yeah, sign it. Mm. Mm. This your last? No. Got one more over there. Real cute girl. Was. Well, she still is. All you gotta do is go over there and take off your Nice talk. Real nice talk. I get the top copy. There's one other little thing. You know, the Jarvis house in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like they go into one crystal memories that like that's used in a bunch of different things. It's in a razor, the Arnie movie. Right. A couple of things, but I remember like be watching like Murphy's Law, the fucking Bronson movie years ago, and then just it shows up in that and I was like, eh! <laughs> like so why do I know this? And then I just kept thinking how awesome it would be to have fucking Charles Bronson versus Jason. <laughs> yeah, be, well, I was going to say actually there needs to be more versus movies, but actually, you know what? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think we've seen enough, haven't we? Really? <laughs> what was fucking Alien versus Predator, Freddy versus Jason, and Batman versus Superman? Yeah, that's enough Hollywood. They, they, they don't work. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. uh, also, uh, know about Ted White, man. He's still going strong at ninety. That's hardcore. That. Yeah, you should look at me. You look at his career, man. It's insane the amount of like great films he's worked on, and like people he's doubled and stuff. I know he always knew he doubled for John Wayne. 
Mm. I think he's still people like fucking Cock Gable and Lee Marvin, man. He's been around for fucking years in the business. Yeah. It was fucking hilarious when like, I hadn't seen him a couple of years ago. I watched Romance in the Storm for the first time in years. Yeah. And with it's just knowing what Ted White looks like now, like in the opening, you remember in the opening where it's like a part of her book done as like a film. Oh yeah, yeah. And like the guy who comes to the door is like fucking Jason. <laughs> it's Ted White. <laughs> random. It was dead fucking random. Um, so yeah, that's part four. It's very good. It, it, very good. What I will say is, if you haven't watched any of the Jason movies, randomly this is kind of a good entry movie. It is actually. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Like, yeah, obviously I'd probably recommend to a lot of people just start at the start and work your way through it, but this is a good, genuinely a good entry movie. Like, it's the Jason sweet spot uh, for, like, actors and script and gore and all the rest. It's just got the right balance. Yeah. yeah it's it's the perfect Friday the 13th movie, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's funny as well, isn't it, how, like, the marketing of this film was literally marketed as we're killing him off in this one. It's pretty cool to think of that, and like, that's what got people to go and see it. Like, literally spoiling the film is what got people to go and see it. <laughs> yeah. Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Friday, April 13th, is Jason's unlucky day. There's a legend round here. A killer buried, but not dead. A curse on Crystal Lake. A death curse. Jason Borey's curse. They say he died as a boy, but he keeps coming back. have seen him and lived. Some have even tried to stop him. No one can. People forget he's down there waiting. So on to uh, Friday the 13th, part 7, the new blood. Uh, this film saw the introduction of the franchise of uh, Kane Hodder, arguably the most popular Jason. Definitely well, well known, yeah. Yeah, and the actor to play him the most amount of times. Yes. Up until Freddy vs. Jason, when New Line were like, you know what, Kane? Nah. <laughs> so, no, 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 Kane, trust us, you, you don't want to be involved in this anyway. That would be good if that was the actual reason. Jason <laughs> was like, seriously, I've read the script, it's fucking terrible. <laughs> Well, we're basically taking the franchise and just pissing in its face, so you don't want to be in. I mean, we've optioned Robin England, but he's, he really wants to be in it for some reason. So. He thinks it's class. <laughs> he's desperate for the money. So, <laughs> but yeah, in the film's early pre-production stages, Freddy Krueger was thought about as Jason's nemesis for the, this film, bringing the much-anticipated fanboy showdown to horror audiences, but, you know, they couldn't work it out back then. It never happened. Yeah. I mean, it's a bit weird that they, they went from a Freddy versus Jason idea to, like... Jason versus Psycho Bill. Carrie, basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Fans would have to wait another 15 years for that film only to be served a buffet of reheated dog shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> I spent a lot of time t- trying to describe what what would I describe Freddy vs. Jason as and reheated dog shit 
kind of summed it up pretty much. <laughs> nice. Yeah, instead, we've got Jason Essentially versus Carrie. Uh, it was released May 13th, 1988, making $19 million with a $3 million budget. Part 7 is uh, the most heavily censored film in the series due to the uh, original elements not being preserved. I Paramount can't. Chuck and bin, man. Fuck stupid. Mm. Uh, we'll never see a true uncut version. Just all we've got is work print VHS Roby pirate copy looking footage basically uh, it was directed by special effects artist John Carl Beekler and stars Law Paul Lincoln Terry Kaiser Kevin Bland Kane Hodder as Jason Voorhees what's the story well Tina the main bird in this film uh, which is a fun little rump murders her own father by mistake by using her mind powers as a youngin because he was slapping her under mother you see he was, he was a bastard uh, years later her mother and psychiatrist return her to Crystal Lake as a form of therapy to confront the pain the fucking pain man the pain uh, <laughs> Tina tries to use her mental powers to resurrect her wife-beaten father, for some reason. <laughs> I probably would have left him down there. Kind of minging by now, wouldn't he? <laughs> surely, uh, surely the authorities would have drained this fucking lake. <laughs> yeah, apparently they don't check for bodies, though. because yeah, like, fucking fuck Jason's still there. So. <laughs> like, no one's going in there. Yeah. Uh, but the daft bint resurrects Jason's skeletal corpse instead. Yeah. From there, it gans tits up and re kicks off, just like the other day when the job centre was shut and they won't get the gyro. <laughs> <laughs> a fucking gyro. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about the fucked up Friday the 13th timeline for a second. This is always interesting. Because mm. going off the fan assembled timeline, this film takes place in the year 2000. <laughs> yeah, I read that and I was like, <laughs> really? Yeah, it does, yeah. <laughs> By whose estimate? Well, because, like, part two <laughs> skips ahead five years. Yeah. And then that brings part two, three, and four to 1984, which makes sense because part four came out in 1984, so that's fine. Yeah. Then from four to five, Tommy Jarvis is like in his late teens. Mm. And then the end of part six, he gets put in the fucking lake. That's where seven starts when Tina's a kid. Yeah. Then it skips forward probably another eight years. So yeah, it's about year 2000 when this takes place. It's mad, isn't it? Because <laughs> it, it definitely doesn't look like it. <laughs> no, it's definitely 1988. <laughs> ankle socks and shit and sure, I'm sure they didn't even realise at the time how, yeah. how fucked up the timeline was. Yeah, definitely. I guess it's like, with it always being different like directors and shit, and mm. I don't know, like it just gets lost in the mix. Yeah, mm. yeah we'll kick off with another great recap. Um, notice that I said, notice they don't show any part five, though. No, <coughs> Fucking racists. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a young girl named Tina used her telekinetic powers to accidentally kill her drunk father, as we just said. And we'll cut to modern day, 1988 or 2000. Um, they're heading back to the Crystal Lake with Tina's doctor, Terry Crews. Terry Crews? No, Dr. Crews. <laughs> Terry Crews? That would have been better. <laughs> I just thought that would be amazing. Terry Crews is the doctor. <laughs> Terry Crews versus Jason at the end of the movie. He keeps taking his top off and flexing his pecs for no reason. <laughs> Yeah, Dr. Cruz, played by Terry Kaiser, of course, most well-known as Bernie, from Weekend mm. Bernie's 1 and 2. Where was Weekend at Bernie's 3, man? That's what we need. Mm. Where, where is the, the reboot of Weekend at Bernie's? This should totally do. I'm surprised they haven't remade everything else. So. <laughs> the reboot everybody wants. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, we'll have teens across the road from the family, just like part four. You've got Nick, the nice guy. Uh, you've got Eddie, the cringy sci-fi writer geek. You've got Melissa, the stock bitch. <laughs> Sandra <laughs> and Russell, the preppy yuppie fuckers. Uh, you got Ben and Kate, uh, Maddie, the nerdy girl, Robin, her friend, and a little bit slow. And you got David. Oh, David, he's bad lad, isn't he? <laughs> so See, like, eating that. All these characters literally mean nothing to me. <laughs> They're like, is that the one with the jumper or the hair? Oh. <laughs> yeah, you know why I did that, though? 
Because mm. I can never remember the fucking names. <laughs> like, I should it. probably recap them like I did for the part four ones. But I can remember their fucking names. Can I remember any of these names? I was like, he's called David. I didn't remember that. <laughs> I just think like, definitely the film's weakness is the fact that you just don't give a shit no, about you, it. No, really. <laughs> They're really blurring it. One, like, people are dying and you're like, who was that? Why? why? Oh, I don't care. <laughs> Uh, Nick uh, helps Tina when she arrives when her suitcase spills open but he embarrasses her by hiding her pair of underpants and just thumbs off now mm. and uh, during the therapy session Tina moves a box of matches after Tori, uh, Dr. Cruz acts like a shit face uh, she runs outside and accidentally raises Jason from the lake while well, he's been laying dormant since part 6 apparently uh, that part 6 takes place in 1990 according to the timeline not 1986 it is a bit random though like I always thought, like, wouldn't Jason just unhook his neck from the chain? Apparently not. He just fell, fell asleep, apparently. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> he was just bored. And he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> kind of always bothered me about the end of uh, of part uh, six, that, like, would that, would that kill him? I don't know. Well, it's kind of where they brought in a bit of supernatural element. Like, he's reading all these paranormal books, and he's like, oh, I need to return him to his original resting place. No, it's, mm, it's like, but it's yeah. not his resting place, because according to yeah, Retcon, he didn't die in part one. Yeah. He dragged himself out and lived in the wilderness, so it makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, you know, it's right. It's yeah, the muck poke holes in it. You're not here for that sort of stuff, really, <laughs> with a film like this. <laughs> you got that great shot of Jason rising from the lake with his spine visible through his shirt and stuff. I will say, although, like, I do like the look of part in part four, and I think that is, like, the, the best sort of Jason, but I do like his look in this, that he's, like, kind of skeletal in places oh, it, and it, stuff. It is awesome. The effects are amazing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we meet Jane and Michael. Michael being the reason they're all the teens are there. They're there to surprise with a birthday party. And you might remember William Butler as, uh, from Chainsaw Massacre 3 as the annoying mm. spectacled brother. He's, thankfully, he's not as annoying. Yeah. No. Uh, they're, quickly, tone, tone they're quickly killed off in a heavily censored manner. Yeah, yeah. Th- there's fucking brutal cuts going on in this film. Like. Yeah, and it's dead obvious that it was done quite late, maybe, because yeah. all the cuts are really choppy. You can just tell it's censored to shit. Yeah. Uh, Nick invites Tina to the party, and Tina has a vision of Michael being offed and freaks the fuck out. Of course, the doctor doesn't believe any of it. No, because he's a shit. Why would you? Why? I mean, you've got a girl who can move shit with her mind and that, but... Premonition, it's a bit far-fetched. It's, yeah. it's too much, that. <laughs> too much. <laughs> Cruz, I saw him, but I can't describe him. But you said him. Are you saying a man came out of the lake? I know what you're thinking, but this has nothing to do with my father. Tina, don't run away from it. Your guilt over your father's death is, well, it's a powerful thing. But it wasn't my father. And your mind is manufacturing his hallucinations because... It wasn't a hallucination. Yes, it was. No! Uh, we meet a random couple camping and um, what would become uh, the best scene in the film, the sleeping bag death. Pretty much, yeah, the, it's certainly the one that always gets the laughs. Uh, mm. And, like, yeah, I mean, obviously they kind of redid it in a Jason X, didn't they? Where the whole, Just fucking yeah. hell, that's the best bit in Jason X. Yeah, yeah, like, you've got to give it props for that, really. But when we first watched Jason X, we were in fucking tears at that point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Definitely. But it's, it's another scene, though, like, you know, we're saying, cutting stuff down makes it better. Yeah. The, the original version of the scene, like twats against the tree like five times in slow motion our entrails are spilling out the end of the sleeping bag mm. and it makes it so much better that it's just like whack <laughs> whack dead yeah. yeah and the camera just cuts really quickly yeah, yeah. apparently like uh, he, he had like massive trouble swinging the, the sleeping bag or something <laughs> apparently dead heavy yeah <laughs> he did it heavy so it looked 
realistic and he had to swing it like 10 times and do loads of pace. He was like, fucking hell, I'm not getting... <laughs> yeah, that's quite a funny bit of trivia, yeah. Just having all this latex on you and all this fucking heavy makeup and stuff, it would be pretty tiring, even if you're a big bloke like Kane Hodder. Uh, the next day, Melissa busts Tina's chops about being a nutter, so she uses her powers to break a pearl necklace. I, I tried long and hard to think of a pearl necklace joke, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I just couldn't but think of anything. Maybe that's what they were going for. Probably. Yeah, she has a bit of a slag, so probably. <laughs> it's all visual. It's all there. It's on the screen for you to take it as you want. <laughs> uh, Sandra and Russell meet the demise next while attempting some skinny dipping. More skinny dipping. See, it all fucking links back to part four. I'm sure they just watched part four and went, let's do that again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's almost like similar similar time as well, the whole skinny dipping. It's there. Mm. Uh, because it's, I made note because, yes, you see tits at this point. And a bum. And a bum. Uh, 37 and 43 seconds. There you go, pervs. So, 10 minutes later. You have to wait 10 minutes more in this film. You've got to work for it in this film. <laughs> uh, there's a bit of a jaw shot as well, though. There is. Oh, yeah. 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 There is, yeah. Well, when he gets her under the water, yeah. Yeah, total nods to jaws. Uh, I think that's got to be deliberate, right? Mm. Yeah, most likely. Russell gets an axe wound to the face, and I think this is the effect they called the coochie face. Because when you don't see it much in the film, but if you see it like the behind-the-scenes picture, it literally just looks like he's got a giant vagina on his face. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, the mum discovers Dr. Cruz a bit of a wee shit face. Mm. Finds, finds some... He's being, he's not being very honest. But he's oh, being, uh, what's, this is the bit though where I got a bit mixed up. What's the deal with the spikes? What's going on with the spikes? I don't know. <laughs> like everyone's like, oh my god, a spike! There's a spike in the door. There's a spike in the drawer. So like either, like, either Jason <laughs> went all the way back there cleaned it and put it in the thing because he knew she was having I don't know it makes no sense yeah I was kind of like oh, did I miss something <laughs> Dr. Cruz planted it mm. but it's like how, how why would he do that <laughs> why did, how did he know she was going to have a premonition of someone being stabbed with a fucking camping spike I don't know I think the film literally confuses itself basically at this think point <laughs> think about it moving and make it move I can't. I told you, I don't know how it happens. Sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't happen. And you're lying to me. You are lying because it happens when your emotions are at their peak. Come on, you're holding back. Concentrate. Concentrate, Dina. did you do? What went through your mind? I was thinking about you. <laughs> uh, Maddie dolls herself up in an attempt to bang David, because apparently David is just so dreamy and not a greasy shitbag. <laughs> She's kind of like the uh, the nerdy character, I guess, in this film. Yeah. Like the, the boy-obsessed nerd. Mm. And she gets full-on 80'd up. <laughs> yes, yeah. And wearing the same dress as Kimberly Beck in part four. <laughs> <laughs> it is. If you look back, it's essentially the same fucking dress. Is it really? Yeah. Um, she discovers a corpse and is chased by Jason in a workshed. And probably one of the better moments of like creepiness in the film is where she's looking through the crack in the wall. Mm. And he just spots her really quickly. That's a nice yeah. moment. And it's another character that gets basically totally killed off camera, right? Yep. It's implied she dies, obviously, mm. but you, you don't see it really as such. And obviously, it's probably because of the, the cut, all the heavy cuts. And Maybe most likely, yeah. But there's a lot of off-scene. Uh, like I would say, at this point in the movie, this film's like really tame, <laughs> really, yeah. in comparison to the other Jason movies. Yeah. 
and he kills her with a, I never know how to pronounce this. Is it a scythe or a sith? Scythe. Scythe. That's it. Scythe. <laughs> one of them. <laughs> At this point, it's basically Jason killing off the teens one by one. Uh, ben gets his head crushed ever so briefly. The uncut version is fucking ridiculous. It's a shame the original footage just gone. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. Like, Isn't he like coughing out blood and stuff? Like it's spraying out of his mouth. He just crushes his head. To, so it's basically like he's just his jaw. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it definitely should have left that in. And it's just blood arcing everywhere in slow motion. It's really fucking gross and cool. It's a shame it got cut and it's nowhere to be found now. Yeah. It's in all the work print footage, but, you know, it would just be nice to see it in the film all cleaned yeah. up and stuff. I imagine it looks grosser because it looks like a pirate cop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Eddie gets denied uh, some uh, minge action by Melissa because she's just a bitch and trying to make Nick jealous. And when he's on his own downstairs, mm. calls her a cunt. <laughs> pretty brutal it's weird to hear the c-word turn up in an american film especially like a mainstream one like this because yeah. the c-word over there is way more offensive than they, it's, yeah, not offensive, it's not offensive like if anyone american listens listeners ever get offended when we use the c-word it's because over here it's not that big of a deal no in no, america it it's more like you know really offensive over here to say like, you daft cunt <laughs> yeah yeah you can use it in like loads of different ways yeah and I like, imagine Americans were always really shocked at the, not all, obviously, but, you know, at the bit at Shaun of the Dead, where he just turns up and goes, can I get any you cunts to drink? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've read before that, like, uh, whenever uh, Brad Pitt did, like, well, like, when he did Snatch and stuff, mm. he, like, really struggled with the fact everyone was saying cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine, yeah. Like this is acceptable over here. <laughs> but you know, just words in it, man. Just words. Just just deft words. Stop being silly, you bunch of cunts. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, Eddie is dispatched with a heavily censored machete to the neck. That's the part that looks really like you can just tell it was good. Yeah, there's a, I mean there is a few bits in this film where you're like, mm, yeah, that's good. <laughs> Literally every death scene is like <laughs> just quickly cut. Yeah. yeah. And then David gets like a really lame just knife in the belly. Mm, yeah. And he's going to the fridge for a sandwich. I'd say they just ran out of ideas at this point. They're like, Oh, all the best ideas have been used. Yeah. Robin is startled by the old cat in the cupboard routine, right? How the fuck long was that cat stuck in there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Like so there has been no cat at all in this film. No. There is no cat established at any point. And because the director or somebody wanted to have the cat gag, they're like, let's just put a cat gag in there for no reason. Poor bastard. She's so there for probably like months. <laughs> uh, she gets chucked out the window. Once again, it, everything's similar to part four. You've got a head yeah. crushing, girl getting chucked out the window, although she just hits the floor this time. Yeah, it's not, not as good no. as well. I'll say it's like, it kind of repeats what was done in four, but kind of does it lazily, not as good. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. Uh, Tina's mum is killed. What's this weapon? It, it's funny that it looks like a fucking machete hockey stick, but what is what is the what? It's like some gardening tool, but I never know what the fuck it is. I think it's like a, a grass strimmer sort yeah. of thing. Yes, I think it's supposed to be like sort of like that, like a weed whacker or something yeah. for like really big weeds. It does but, look like a hockey stick. Yeah, it does. Uh, I, I do love though that uh, Doctor Chris like just uses Tina like Tina's mum as a shield. It's a right bastard. <laughs> I laughed at that. I, thought, I was like, well. To be fair, I probably would as well. Oh, well he's just like, <laughs> Fuck it. I'm getting out of here. You make your own way back. And it's like, you can see Jason coming. He's just like, get the cockies. <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> tell her at all. Um, but probably the worst thing about this film, probably for me, is that you cheated out of Dr. Chris's death. Yeah. Because, like you say, he's got this fucking God knows instrument that's like a chainsaw from hell. That's what, like, I, was, that's what I was called, the weed whacker. 
Yeah. Do you know what it is? Like, that's some head strimmer, isn't it? But yeah, you just don't say it, really. It goes through, he like puts it in him for a second and then it cuts off. And you're like, ah. a, wee, a wee snick. Well, it's like, yeah. <laughs> of course, the uncut version, it's like guts flying and everything, but no, can't mm. have that, can't have that. And afraid of the 13th movie, stupid or something. And I think, like, because the character is basically the biggest twat in the movie. Yeah. Because uh, he's, he's using the main character for his own ends and mm. stuff. Um, he, he deserved a big, like, nasty death. Totally. And he didn't get it. So, yeah. yeah. Proper cheated out of it, yeah. yeah. Uh, you get Tina versus Jason showdown number one, where she electrocutes him because he's standing in a puddle. <laughs> and it, it, does a, it does another fourth thing here as well, doesn't it, where she runs around the house finding the corpses. Yep. Which is, oh, is that after the electricity bit? I can't remember. Um, I think so. I don't hear Nick, yeah. which would be to back up with Nick, I think. Yeah. But, yeah, like like electricity would, would hurt him, right? He's dead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do, I do like the bit when she runs out in the street and, like, the camera sort of, like, pans over and oh, just, yeah. just stood there. I thought, doing, oh, that's doing the classic uh, Kane Hodder breathing and stuff. Doing, like, a Western or something, you know? Like, <laughs> it's like a stand-up, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, like, a tumbleweed in the middle of the street and stuff, almost. Yeah. <laughs> There's another wee showdown with him in the house and uh, collapses, like, the balcony on top of him. And <laughs> Hodder thought that that wasn't very fun. <laughs> no, yeah, it's like... Why wouldn't they use a dummy? That's insanely dangerous. <laughs> the, the weight of it just forced his face into the steps. <laughs> he just went <laughs> down the steps. <laughs> like, come on. It's so weird. Like, it would have so worked easily with a dummy, but they're like, nah, let's 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 just put him totally in danger. <laughs> okay, no, I'm ready to say, I'll fuck it. Just <laughs> so but yeah, it's impressive stunt, like. Oh, yeah. It's getting crushed. When you look at, like, the actual shot of it dropping on him, it's so mm. quick, you could have, yeah, you're right, you could have just used a dummy, you wouldn't be able to tell. No. Yeah. <laughs> so. just, I'll date, fuck it. And probably was like, I wish I hadn't done that, fuck. It's like the, the first of these, like, mad stunts, because there's another one coming up, which is crazy as fuck. Oh, right. With the and stuff, we'll get to that. Of course, Jason isn't dead. Because no, he's moving, you still got 10 minutes to go, yeah? Uh, Melissa gets a much-deserved axe in the boat race and chucked behind the telly. <laughs> that is kind of funny, that. I do always push myself at that. Look, Melissa, just stay here with us. It's not my style. Don't go out there! Fuck you. No, no, fuck you both! This bit as well, again, for me, very... I don't know whether it's just something that always stuck in my mind, but the bit when he swings the axe, mm-hmm. it's... I don't know, it's so, like, typical Jason. Yeah. It's like an image I've seen loads. That that, like, that shot of him at the door holding the axe is one of the images you always see from this film. I think it might even... That shot might be on one of the video games. Yeah, it is. It's on the NES game, yeah. Is it? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, it's just like... For me, it's, like, synonymous with like the franchise whenever somebody says oh Jason Rory's mm. I kind of have that image floating in my yeah, head yeah I know what you mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jason's unmasking now it's generally considered like the best the fan favourite Jason look and I do like it because if you compare it to part 4 you could it could easily be like the decayed version of that yeah it's, it's mad it's kind of like it makes us think like zombie fleshy does almost as well yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. like nasty zombie mm. fucking you know like evil looking <laughs> yeah and yeah it just has a really uh, badass look Really nice payoff with the mask getting ripped off and mm. stuff. Because isn't she like she just like tears it off off his face, right? Yeah, with her powers. Yeah, yeah. Makes, his head, makes his head ooze some goo and shit, and then it just pops off. Yeah, 
You get set on fire now. Is this the stunt you were talking about? Uh, well, he gets he gets hung first, doesn't he? The cable yeah, grabs sorry, hands yeah. him. Yeah. Um, then the floor opens up and drops him in. Mm-hmm. She goes a bit apeshit with her powers at this point. But yeah, then he gets set on fire, like all in one take as well, like all one shot, mm. like which is kind of like mad as well. Because usually they kind of like set the shot up and then cut to the person on fire. But with this one, they kind of like just did it all in one run. Which is mad. Just shows you man how fucking badass Kane Hodder is. Because you ever seen him like in interviews? I think most of his torso and neck is scarred from a. I think it was a fire stunt gone wrong. Mm. And like he just still does it. Mad. You wouldn't. You, that, that was anyone else to be like, "Fuck, I'm not doing that again." But he's just like, "Yeah, it's part of the job." <laughs> Fucking awesome, kid. <laughs> and wasn't this like? I don't know if it still is, but it held like the record for the longest on-screen. I think like, it did. Yeah, I asked him yeah. for a long period of time. Mm. Yeah, which is pretty mad. And then the house blows up, which is a hell of a fucking explosion. <laughs> yeah, it's like they use too much explosives. Yeah. And they go into the documentary, they were just all like, fuck! Like they weren't expecting to be that big. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think one of the quick shots, you can see the camera, like, fucking shake. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty mental. The thing is, though, like, what, why would the house explode? Like, I mean, I suppose maybe it's the gas mains, but maybe, you know. it's a bit random. Maybe. It's they just want an explosion. Yeah, shit just happens. Yeah. <laughs> of course, Jason's not dead. He managed to he sneak out the house just in time. <laughs> but then um, Tina's dad shows up and saves the day. So random. Fuck stupid. Fuck stupid. I don't know. Like apparently he was supposed to, he was going to be zombied up in the yeah, original. That, that's in the work print footage. Yeah. yeah, and like for whatever reason, somebody was like, no. Uh, it just doesn't work. It looks lame as fuck. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it probably would have been a bit weird and being zombied up because it would take you a second maybe to think like, oh, is that supposed to be the dad? Mm. Um, but it probably just would have worked better. He just looks too out of place. I don't know. It's weird. I can't really put my finger on it. It just looks wrong that he comes out all like just normal looking and yeah, drags it's him down. Stupid. <laughs> yeah. It literally is fuck stupid. It is stupid, yes. Yeah. Every time I get to the end of the school... Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like you just want more. Like even if he'd come out and like pulled his head off or something, that's mm. enough. But he doesn't. He just comes out and pulls him down, and that's boom, the end. That's him done. I mean, I know they're, wrap, they're wrapping up like you know full circle with the film, but I think it would just be better if he just died in the explosion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Although you know, then how they're gonna you know they've got to have him back in the lake, for fucking part eight, don't they? So. Mm. Yeah, like, you got to put him back in the lake for the next film. <laughs> yeah. So I suppose, yeah, thinking about it, does the film literally end there? Is that it? Or is there a scene after it? She passes out, wakes up, gets put in an ambulance, she's with Nick, and he goes, Jason, she goes, we took care of him. Ambulance drives off, ends, it ends really quick. Yeah, that's right, yeah. There must be something else I was thinking about before when there's another scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's proper just like, boom, done. <laughs> Fucking get out of the cinema. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to sum up, like I said, it was my favourite when I was younger, but I think that was mainly just for the sleeping bag death. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, and obviously, he, like, he, so he punches a hole in someone, which we didn't mention actually. He, yeah, like, he like so he punches a hole in a guy and then just fucking bats the shit out of him. <laughs> it is quite a tight sequence. It like. is, yeah. <laughs> of course, you barely see it, but he's supposed to have punched through him and he's holding his heart, but you never get the chance to see that probably. Proper Mortal combat. Yeah, <laughs> but now not so. It wouldn't even make me top five now. No, yeah, it, it, like I said, it, it kind of retreads what was done in 4, but mm. kind of does it shitly. Yeah. It's a shame, because it's, you know, Ken Hodder's first uh, appearance and stuff. Mm. And uh, he is awesome. Yeah. He's Jason. Can't yeah. take that away from him. I guess he just deserves to be in a better Jason film. He, as just, he, just, yeah, he just came to the series, and it was just starting to go downhill. After this, yeah. it pretty much does go downhill, so... Mm. 
I love the uh, there's a bit of trivia about when he was filming this he he was walking down to the set yeah. I think this is this film it is isn't it yeah where he was walking down the set and because he's he's like van or whatever was like I think it was like a mile's walk down some, some like lane or something mm. and he was walking down the set and like somebody approached him and was like oh are you doing the Jason film <laughs> and like he just totally stayed in character <laughs> yeah. And then, like, lunged at the person, and the person, like, ran off and yeah. shit themselves. I love and when, like that. And when Jason, when, not Jason, when, uh, when Ken Hodder got to the set, like, the director or something was like, oh, the, there was supposed to be, like, the police, the, 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 like, fucking police chief or the sheriff or something was supposed to be coming down to do a safety check, but he hasn't turned up. And apparently that was, like, who he'd scared the shit out of. <laughs> Genius. Because <laughs> he's an intimidating bloke. Yes, uh, yes, yeah, big, big fucking square guy. Pictures of people getting photos of the conventions, like the pose he always does. He just wraps both fucking hands around your neck, <laughs> <laughs> like whether you want it or not. Yeah, and he has kill tattooed on the inside of his lip. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to meet him though. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. we had going on. We'll go. We choke us, please. Be like you and the fucking Kylo Ren guy at Wales Comic Con. Yeah, I was like, will you, will you force choke us, please? <laughs> like, yeah, sure. The politeness of it was amazing. Excuse me, can I get a picture? Yeah, of course. Could you force choke us, please? <laughs> <laughs> just uh, sounded like, like if you just weren't watching, it would sound like the nicest BDSM session ever. <laughs> I like how we instantly obliged. Them. Like, of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's some of the rest of it, as we're saying. The teens are either bland or annoying, except Tina. Tina's fine, and Doctor Cruz is cool because he's just a bit of a twat. Yeah, yeah, that's like the only sort of thing going for it. But mm-hmm. yeah, the characters are, are god awful. Yeah. You kind of forget who's who, and you don't really care and stuff. Mm. And to me, I don't know where it is, but like compared to like the others, especially one to five, this feels like it's like it's filmed like a TV movie or something. It just feels kind of cheap. Yeah, definitely. Uh-huh. Obviously, with all all the weird cuts and stuff, and it's just shredded the film as well. Really, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah it's weird because I initially picked these two. Like I said, one used to be my favorite, one is my favorite. But I think subconsciously, it was just because of the fucking similarities they all have. Mm, yeah, definitely. Like yeah. this one's even produced under the banner of Friday Four Inc. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I used to. Your favorite was Part Four of the two, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, like all round. Um, I even like the box and stuff, and like the poster. I always remember there was a poster for uh, for the final chapter, and like the window revolver fears and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like the the fucking knife and the. In the mask, mask. yeah, Yeah, like it's just such an everything about the film, like kind of reminds me my childhood and stuff. Yeah, so I was maybe see the box when I was like, shit's get a horror film, (laughs) (laughs) just see that and be like, oh, but that's brutal, (laughs) that's fucking brutal. So yeah, definitely, definitely the better movie. I mean, you know, it's not Seven's not a total piece of shit. No, it's not. It's not. It's just you know, compared to four, it's. Like I said, it wouldn't even make me top five these days. I think probably what what's kind of weird and annoying about this film is how unbalanced it is, because, like, probably the last, like, 20 minutes are really good. Yeah, they are, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, the last minute is a bit shit. Oh, yeah. But the the last 20 minutes is, like, it's awesome. Once once it goes down and fucking Jason's coming for Tina, it's, like, awesome. It's yeah. really good. Once it gets that standoff in the middle of the street, that's where it kind of kicks off, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. But up until then, like... Jason's just walking about doing shit mm. and I know that's, that could pretty much be any of the films <laughs> <laughs> but this one it really is he's just walking around going oh there's two people kill him right next and it just does it just there's no flow or anything it just feels fucking awful so what happens in part two Jason just walks around doing shit what happens in three <laughs> Jason just walks around doing shit that's because that's the weird thing about the, the the Friday the 30th movies like 
What what is his goal? Is, is it just to kill everyone? Pretty much. Like, or is it just he doesn't like people hanging out on his on his turf? Because mm-hmm. he always obviously just turns back. Like, is is it just like a territorial thing? Do you think? <laughs> Eventually, it just becomes a territorial thing. Yeah. He's like, oh man, this is my lake. Hey, originally, it's just supposed to be that like anyone that's there, he just blames because he's just a big man child. He just blames for the death of his mother. Yeah. So he, he thinks he's just getting revenge, and like I said he's an antihero, really. But you know, yeah, <laughs> just a you know heavily retarded antihero. Bless him. Yeah. <laughs> Poor sad. I feel sorry for him. And also a super zombie. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird because I do like part six. Yeah. But in a way, like it's the one, you know, it's the one that started Zombie Jason. So, and I, yeah. I, I don't dislike Zombie Jason. I just like him. The older I get, the less I like it. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Probably better when it's not like paranormal and it's just like it's some psycho guy who has a really high pain threshold. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know it's probably better as that than just like because it it kind of like takes the well how can you stop him then if he always comes back mm. what's even the point why don't people just get in the car and fucking drive away yeah the best thing you could possibly do would just be to like cut his legs off <laughs> yeah cut his legs like somehow get him in a position where he cut his legs and arms off and then just dump him in the river put him in a in a like a big metal box and put him in the bottom of the ocean like they did to Angel that one time yeah that's what they need to do with Jason yeah. <laughs> so there you go. That's my that's my idea for a future Jason movie. And like bring in your version of Wesley and be all fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> we're stumbling boxing and shit. Oh, so good. <laughs> I watched the episode and was like, you not quite like that, is he, London? Oh, I may have over exaggerated. <laughs> good old man. Over the, uh, I always do it, you know, I still do it to this day. Like, I'm always like explaining something at work and I over exaggerate, and people always go, Really? And I'm like, No, no, no. Yeah. I'll just explain I am over exaggerating. <laughs> at least now you explain that you're over exaggerating. Ah, then you didn't. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay, you big hunk of a man, come and get me. Dan? But anyway, that wraps up this Friday 13 spectacular double bill. We'll have to do a couple more soon. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's kind of a sad that it's all downhill from here. I can't think of it. Oh, we've still got two to do. Two's good. Which one's the one where he's in uh, New York? Have we done that one already? Yeah, that's the next one. Is it right? Because yeah, that's I don't I remember not liking that. That's but. sorry. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see if the opinions change. It's been a long, long time since I've seen Jason Goes to Hell, so I would probably like that would probably be the only reason I would rewatch it to do it for the show. So we'll oh, probably yeah. do that at some point. Yeah, uh, definitely. Because that's a piece of shit that film. Mm-hmm. It's got some crap and go on it, but it's just fucking ridiculous. It's like whoever wrote it didn't watch any of the other films. <laughs> she didn't give a shit. Nope. I guess even Jason X is better than it, right? Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, I, I liked Jason X at first, and like, I never watched it like five years later, and was like, Ugh, but I'd still rather watch it over Jason Goes to Hell. Jason X is one of the films that aged really badly really quickly, yeah, I it guess. Did, yeah. Plus, it didn't help that it was like on a shelf for two years, so it was kind of already aging as it came out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we'll probably do a couple more in a few months, maybe, or something like that. Yes, definitely. Uh, so until next time, folks, keep it jazzy, keep it cool, keep it real. 
and uh, watch out for strange men in the street slowly walking towards you because, like we said before, if you're listening to it, the day grows up, it is Friday the 30th. It is Friday the 30th. It's probably going to be me. Let <laughs> me hug you ask. <laughs> <laughs> so until next time, folks, bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Stacey with Aness, the Director of Operations over here at Wafu HQ. If you'd like to support the show, a review and rating on iTunes would be much appreciated. Just search for Wafu FM. Or, if you're not an iTunes user, a review over at Stitcher.com would also be flipping marvellous. Once again, just search for Wafu FM. If you'd like to get in contact with the show, the email address is wafupodcast at gmail.com. Or alternatively, if you'd prefer to leave a voicemail, head on over to www.speakpipe.com slash wafufm. Thanks for listening. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.